Welcome into the mashup. You're in the Sports for Sports Game. You get everything in between. I am your host, Jake Patterson, and holy shit, we got a lot to talk about, don't we? Um, <laughs> I tend not to swear when I'm talking about Liberty, but uh, eh, who cares at this point? I, I do it on Liberty Twitter anyway, and I, I do it all over Twitter. So, um, you know what? I'm, I'm going to try to sense myself. What a freaking season by the Liberty Flames. 12-0 for the first time in school history. 12-0 for the first time for any school that called Virginia its home. Uh, ranked in the CFP Top 25 with a very with a very clear goal to get into the New Year's Six of, hey, if you win, if you win on Friday, if you win the CUSA Championship game against New Mexico State at home, on on Friday night, there's a very real chance you go to a New Year's Six ball. Like, what? <laughs> I've I've experienced all of this. I've I've been like I've been consciously a Liberty fan since 2014 when I got accepted to Liberty and decided that's where I was going to go to town. And in 2014, the biggest thing to happen to Liberty football was Chima Uzway, he got his hand up and blocked a field goal against Coastal that sent us to the FCS playoffs, where they won exactly one game against the James Madison Dukes and then lost to Nova a week later. And that was the biggest thing to ever happen to the football program. A year later, they beat Montana, who had just beaten North Dakota State, a ranked FCS team. That was a huge deal at the time. Now, I don't think anyone even remembers that game. Like, I barely remember it, and I was there. I was physically at that game. And the stuff that has happened in the eight years since that game blows everything that happened out of the water, especially this year. Like, beating Baylor in 2016, that was cool. This year's, like, uh, everything that happened in 2020, beating Tech in the wild way they did, going... Having a winning record against the ACC that year. Being ranked in the top 25 for multiple weeks. Now, just three years later, they're 12-0. Have one of the best offensive efficiency rankings in the entire country. Like, there are Heisman candidate-led offenses being mentioned in the same breath as Liberty. Like, LSU, Wisconsin. Not Wisconsin, Washington, other other UW. LSU, Washington, Oregon. Like these incredible offenses are being mentioned with Heisman candidate quarterbacks are, are being mentioned in the same breath as the Liberty Flames. I this this would blow 2014 me's mind. Like 2014 was a good season for Liberty. They had a little bit of a dip there as Liberty football has tended to do the entire time I've been a fan until this year, where they, they forget they're good at football, lose some very winnable games, and uh, annoy their fans to no end. It wasn't just a Hugh Freeze thing. People forget. It happened with Turner Gill, too. It just wasn't as, it just wasn't as dramatic. Like, with Hugh Freeze, it was way more dramatic. It's like, this dude has pedigree. He should be way better than this. Look, I... I I love Turner Gill. I had a couple interactions with the guy when he was still coach. Great guy. 
he was he was the right coach for Liberty at the time, and I give him a lot of credit for being the building blocks of what Liberty is now. But like Jamie Chadwell's our guy. Jamie Chadwell is 100% our guy. And to think that, like, just four years ago, Liberty went to the Cure Bowl, and that felt like a huge deal. Now we're talking about maybe playing in the Fiesta Bowl or any of the other any of the other New Year's Six Bowl games. Like, if we get in, I don't know which one we're going to play. And it, I would assume it probably won't be, like, the Rose Bowl. Because I would assume they want to send that off with, like, Big Ten Pac-12. Like, they want to send the Pac-12 off into the sunset with its most historic, most prominent game. You know, like, the most historic bowl game in the country. The granddaddy of them all. You, you kind of want to send the Pac-12 off with that one. But, yeah, this is this is insane. That, like, oh, yeah, we won the Cure Bowl two years in a row. That was a huge deal. They won, I think it was the, I think it was the Lending Tree. Yeah, it was Cure Bowl, Cure Bowl, Lending Tree, and then Boca Raton last year, which they lost. But still, five bowl games in a row. Three and one. They won their first three bowl games ever. And now, now we got a chance at a New Year's Six. Like, a very real chance at a New Year's Six. And as far as the actual game goes, yeah, I'm nervous. Because New Mexico State has gotten a lot better since Liberty beat their asses back in September. And I love, I, I enjoy talking to New Mexico State fans. It's, it's, a, it's a rare occurrence that a conference foe that is actually good has fans that are enjoyable talk, to talk to. So shout out to New Mexico State fans. Like, I follow their Viceroy account. I follow their, their Barstool affiliate page. Because, like, they're actually fun to interact with and banter with. And like they talk shit, but they they never they never go for the low blows like uh, like Bellerman or Kennesaw or any of those other A Sun losers. And I, I'm still calling I, I get to call Kennesaw an A Sun loser for a few more months, uh, but they're they're still gonna suck at CUSA. <laughs> and uh, speaking of speaking of new members uh, joining CUSA, uh, as as a resident of Cecil County. You know, firmly in Blue Hen territory with uh, multiple friends who went to University of Delaware. Uh, I want to extend my welcome to CUSA, to the University of Delaware fighting Blue Heads. Uh, that's going to be a really fun rivalry immediately because um, I've been to a lot of those hockey games only at the LIC. I have yet to go to a Delaware Liberty game at the Rust, and I missed it this year, and I'm very upset. Because I, like, hockey season started, I, like, I went down to Liberty, hockey season started a couple weeks later, I went to Virginia again for a uh, friend of the show, John's wedding, and then, like, right after I came back, boom, like, Delaware's, Liberty's playing at Delaware right up the road from me. And it's like, well, shit. I wanted to go to that game. And then and then they lost the Friday night game. It was their first loss of the season. It was not pretty. They they did what Liberty tends to do and bounce back and win on Saturday, but still I'm I'm glad I didn't go to that Friday game. That would not have been pretty for me. Because I obviously would have been wearing red. It's like that that would not have ended well for me. So I, I'm glad I did not go to the Friday night game. But 
Like, I've been to the hockey games against UD. That's going to very quickly become a very fun CUSA rivalry because looking at the, the conference makeup of CUSA, Liberty does not have a lot of geographic rivals. Like, look, look who is in CUSA. Let's see. Liberty is in Virginia. Mexico State, obviously, in New Mexico. Jacksonville State's in Southern Alabama. Western Kentucky is in, obviously, Western Kentucky. Middle Tennessee is, you know, in the middle of Tennessee. Louisiana Tech, two schools in Texas, one of them in El Paso, which is the other side of Texas, and Florida International. Not a lot of close rivalries. Yet University of Delaware is, um, you know, in a state that's basically touching Virginia. Like, Tennessee is to Tennessee and Kentucky kind of are, but, like, Middle Tennessee and Western Kentucky are both kind of far away. And then, you know, you got Alabama, Louisiana, two Texases, and Florida, and New Mexico. CUSA is a very wide conference. So I'm glad, uh, I'm glad we're adding another, like, Mid-Atlantic because none of these other schools are in the Mid-Atlantic. Like, this is like Southeast and Southwest plus Virginia. So it's nice to add another another Mid-Atlantic State school. And a lot of a lot of people, Liberty fans included, were, were crapping on this move. It's like, I, I don't see it. Like, they will immediately have the second highest athletics budget in the conference behind only Liberty. Their basketball team is good. Their football team's good. Their stadium finally got a much-needed upgrade because, God, the thing was an eyesore before they before they did some upgrades to it. And, like, Newark's a great town. And, Liberty fans, it is pronounced Newark, not Newark. Newark is the one in Jersey. And the locals do not like getting you getting the two confused. Because the one in Delaware is actually a nice college town. The one in Jersey is um, not. It is New Ark. It is it is two syllables with the stress on the second syllable on the Ark. New Ark, not Newark. You you pronounce them differently for a reason. But uh, I have learned both UD and UDEL are uh, acceptable abbreviations. I I've only ever heard of UD, but uh, I have some reliable sources tell me UDEL is also acceptable. So uh, that was that was my other thing I was going to say, but has been proven wrong before I recorded this episode. So yeah, um, I'm I'm obviously mostly hyped for the Liberty game, but I am really hyped for uh, for Championship Weekend. Because it's just going to cause so much college football playoff chaos. Like, it's going to cause so, so much chaos. Because, like, whoever loses the Pac-12 championship game is probably not getting in. And then if Bama wins, Georgia's not getting in. And then if Bama wins and Texas does, Texas has a claim to get in because they beat Bama. This is this is going to be a clusterfuck. I, I hope everyone is well aware of that fact, that this is 
this is well and truly going to be a clusterfuck for the uh, the playoff committee to uh, to deal with. It's and I I hope it is. Just send the fourteen playoff off into the sunset with the most chaos imaginable. Like the first year of the fourteen playoff, we got we got two upsets. It's like, oh, this, this like the national championship game is like, yeah, this would have been the Orange Bowl if we were still under the BCS system. Like this would have just been the Orange Bowl, and instead we got an awesome national championship game. And I'm I'm well and truly prepared for like the end of the fourteen playoff to be when it's like, oh, we finally have some freaking parity. Cool. Um. Yeah, how are we going to only put four teams in here? Because there are, like, if you have a bunch of one-loss teams, assuming, like, because Texas, Texas only has one loss. If, if Oregon wins, so if Oregon wins, if Texas wins, if Bama wins, if, Louisville wins for some unknown reason, and if Iowa wins, which I don't think is all that likely. Like, look at the lines in this game. Michigan is favored by 22 in a game where the total is only 34 and a half. The numbers don't lie. <laughs> Iowa's offense is not good. So I, I think Michigan will be fine. But if Florida State, Georgia, and Washington all lose. That means Oregon, Washington, Georgia, Bama, and and Florida State are all. You have five one-loss teams for three spots, and they've all beaten each other. Like Texas has beaten Bama. Washington beat Oregon in the regular season. What do you do? I'm I'm so excited to watch the committee try to figure this out, assuming they have five one-loss teams. Actually, they have six, because they would have Ohio State. You, you would have six... Un one lost teams and an undefeated Michigan. So that is seven teams for four spots. Let chaos reign. I I don't think I I don't think Bama is really gonna beat Georgia. I really don't, because Georgia is is really good and Bama has has kind of fallen off. Like the only reason they're even. In this, the only reason they're a one-loss team to begin with is because uh, Hugh Freeze, you know, Hugh Freezed all over, all over Auburn. The the patented Hugh Freeze November collapse. Uh, I will never forget, and I will never forgive. Uh, as much as much as I wanted Auburn to win that game, it was really funny to watch a Hugh Freeze team at home. Choke a fourth and fourth and goal from the thirty-one with a three-point lead 
against their biggest rival on senior day. So yeah, it it was kind of poetic justice. Just just putting that out there. That like, yeah. Last week Liberty beat the crap out of UTEP. Jamie Chadwell hired a freaking mariachi band to come in and play in the locker room and it pissed off UTEP fans, which I thought was hilarious. Like, guys, you were celebrating your coach getting fired. You can't get mad at Liberty for having money. And like they chartered a plane to El Paso. Do, do you want to drive from Lynchburg, Virginia to El Paso, Texas? That would take three days. Meanwhile, a flight takes like seven hours. Actually, no, that's coast to coast. Probably take, probably take like four and a half, five. But seriously, like, I, I do not get that one. And uh, to the few Liberty students who do listen to my show, I am putting this episode out the day I record it for a reason so I can give you this message early enough that you will hear it. Midnight Mayhem can wait. The LIC will still be there. There is not a bad seat in the place. You will be fine. The rain looks like it's going to hold off tomorrow night. It's going to be cold as balls, but I have been to plenty of cold weather games in Lynchburg and still cheered on the team. This is the biggest home game we have ever had. Yes, Tech last year included. So, be early, be loud, wear red. I know I sound like the marketing department, but I don't freaking care. The few students who do listen to this show, like, this show was born on 90.9, so I, I, feel, I feel like I can still say stuff like this. Midnight Mayhem will still be there if you go support the football team. They're still favored. They're, like, we're the better team. I expect to win. I think it'll give us all a freaking heart attack, but I expect to win. Midnight Mayhem will still be there. There is not a single bad seat in the entire LaHaye Ice Center. And it will still be there. The game kicks off at 7. Which means it'll probably be over around like 9.30, 10 o'clock. Maybe, maybe 10.30. The doors to the, the LIC for Midnight Mayhem open at 10. You will be fine. You will be able to go to both. Midnight Mayhem can wait. And I I feel bad for whatever poor Sap is playing. Oh god, I gotta look this up, cause uh I, I gotta know. Cause I, I know I know Midnight Mayhem is in fact this weekend. Oh god, they're playing pit. <laughs> uh oh no. <laughs> that's funny. Oh my god, that's funny. Um Yeah, that's that's very funny. 
I I feel very very bad for Pitt. Thank God the Saturday game's a seven o'clock puck drop because I remember times when the midnight game would be on Friday and then the Saturday game would be at noon. There were many times that happened. I I once worked them back to back. It was not fun. So uh so thank God the Saturday game uh puck drop is at seven. But Please, Midnight Mayhem can wait. Go support the football team. The LIC will still be there. And then you can go party it up at the LIC anyway. I know this is a very Liberty-centric conversation, but that's that's what this week is about for me. It is championship week. But uh, yeah, now that, uh, now that that PSA is out there... Um, let chaos reign in the CFP. Also, uh, pony the fuck up uh, because I want SMU to beat Tulane because an undefeated CUSA champion absolutely leapfrogs a uh, a two-loss Tulane team that isn't even conference champion. So, um, yeah, pony the fuck up for SMU. Um, and to every Liberty student who did listen to this show, reps to all of you because... Uh, I, I hope I hope you were wearing headphones while listening to this. Just as a common courtesy, and so you don't get in trouble for listening to a uh, a show that was born on ninety point nine and uh, now gets an explicit tag on Spotify. But that's what I got for college football. Up next, we are going to switch gears, and uh, season kicks off in a week. We're going to talk some CDL. It's coming up next. You're on the mashup. <laughs> Hey, do you really like the mashup and want to help support it even more? Of course I do. You're so awesome. Well, do I have good news for you? I now have a Barstool Sports Store affiliate link. Oh, what the heck is that? An affiliate link is a link that takes you directly to the Barstool Store, but has some extra coding in it to let them know that I sent you, so I get some of the money from the sale in return. That's so cool! Yes, it is, and it helps me put out better and better content for you. And maybe does enough to get Barstool's attention that they'll give me a job. All you have to do is go to barstool-sports.pxf.io slash the mashup. That's barstoolsports.pxf.io slash the mashup and get some merch. Doesn't matter what you get, you'll be supporting me and the mashup. And you get a cool t-shirt, hoodie, flag, or whatever else you want in return. So go to barstoolsports.pxf.io slash the mashup today and help me grow this podcast even more. All right, so some potential breaking news on the Call of Duty front. I mean, it's breaking as I'm recording this anyway, because uh, this is not a live format. Um, so a bunch of COD content creators just recently went to a private event at Sledgehammer where they were told they're going to address matchmaking. I don't 100% know what that means because the the video, the tweet I saw with the video from Swagstream did not have audio. I checked it on both my laptop and my phone. I couldn't hear anything. There was, there was no audio. It was just a video of Swag talking into his mic with... Uh, Nothing coming out. So I don't know what he said. But the exact wording of the tweet. Let me let me pull this tweet back up so I can so I can read it. 
Uh, Sledgehammer Games is actually planning to address matchmaking. Swag and several other content creators just attended a private event at Sledgehammer Games where they were told this. We may see Call of Duty actually address SBMM for the first time. That tweet is from Modern Warzone. Oh my god. If they actually take skill-based matchmaking out of pubs, like, leave it in ranked. Leave it in ranked. It works perfectly fine in ranked. That's what it's for. Just take it out of pubs. Take it out of pubs. You too, 343. This is about COD, but I am directing this at 343 as well. Take SBMM out of pubs. I should not have to sweat my ass off in Halo 3 Refueled, 343. Like, I, I want to feel like I'm playing Halo 3 again. And Halo 3 had skill-based matchmaking, but it was tuned way down in pubs. Like, Max Hoberman said it himself on Twitter. Just, like, 343, you work with certain affinity already. Just get Max Hoberman to tune your, your skill-based matchmaking algorithm. He would probably do it. Just like call up Max Hoberman and and ask him what how to code his SBMM algorithm. Please. It's probably not that hard. And honestly, since you're since you're part of since you're part of the Microsoft umbrella now, Sledge, do the same thing! You too, Treyarch and Infinity Ward. Take skill-based magic out of pubs and do not bring it back. Other than, like, a bracket for, like, the bottom 10% of players. Like, keep them, keep them sectioned off because they, they don't need to be in pub stomp lobbies. <laughs> but, like... I want some occasional bot lobbies. I want to play with fr my friends who are better than me and feel the rewards of getting better at COD. Like, I know I've gotten better since MW19. My stats do not reflect that. Because my friends are also better than me. So their, their skill base pulls mine way up. So please, for the love of God, Sledge, be the hero we all deserve. I will take back every mean thing I have ever said about you. Well, no, I won't, because Vanguard and World War II were still terrible games. But <laughs> I will never say another mean thing about you again if you take skill-based matchmaking out of Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer. Like, the Season 1 roadmap looks amazing. Please tell me part of Season 1 will be removing SBMM from pubs. Please. Like, you will be the hero to the entire COD community, Sledgehammer. Please. <laughs> Ugh, okay. Now that that's out of the way, let's actually talk about the CDL. So, Wednesday nights... Uh, Twitter just exploded into a, or CDL Twitter just exploded into a public vote to GA Snake It, which, thank God. 
please. <laughs> okay, this this website has uh, has has not been updated. Um, why has uh, why has Dexerto not updated their roster mania page? Because I know, I know for a fact. The Charlotte Royal Ravens have announced their roster. I don't know their roster off the top of my head, but I know they have. And I think, and LA Gorillas finally did. Did they even tweet it or did it just, let's see, LA Gorillas. Um, no, they did. Assault, Fame, uh, I, Estriel, and... And uh, Diamond Cut. Oh, Vidas is the. Those is the those is the capture. Okay, Estriel, Assault, Fame, and Diamond Con. Uh, this team's not going to be very good. I'm, I'm sorry to say it. This, this team's not going to be very good. Sell the damn team, Stan. Like, please, for the love of God, sell the freaking team. Like. Please. <laughs> who's, who's? I know Clayster is on. Uh, is on Charlotte's roster. Um, but yeah, I think I think that is officially the the last uh, roster to be announced. Which um, good. It only took you till uh, a week before the season started to uh, announce your roster. And they're not going to be all that good. Like, they are... You know what? I, I, I will say this. They're a top 12 team. They, they, they sure are a top 12 team. <sighs> anyone, who, anyone who knows the CBL knows exactly what that, what that description means. Uh, if you don't know, there's only 12 teams. So all all the teams are top twelve. That's that's the minimum. It, it's just nicer to call them top twelve instead of saying bottom four. Yeah, they're they're going to be really bad. But uh, yeah, um, snaking got G eight. <laughs> it is a miracle. <laughs> Suck it, Sellium. Oh my god. I have had to watch. I have had to watch this man snake his ass off for the past like three seasons. And it's been so annoying. And he can't do it anymore. Thank God. Now the players just need to stick to their fucking guns when someone says, oh, everyone's used to it now. You snaking is an exploit. 90% of players don't know how to do it. It it should not be the backbone of a pro player strategy. There's plenty of other movement tricks that are in the game that are not so insanely broken like snaking that you need snaking to be able to play the game at a high level. You just don't. So for the love of God players, Stick to your fucking guns on this and don't cave. 
when people <coughs> selling them start complaining. Like, oh my god. Do everyone hates it? Don't let them get away with bringing it back. It is one of the worst things to ever happen to competitive Call of Duty. For the love of God, do not let them bring snaking back. I'd rather everyone be running around with the Holger. The, the G36, the super busted AR that got GA'd basically day one of Modern Warfare 3's life cycle. Like, I, I'd rather I'd rather all 12 teams be running around with four with four holgers. Like, I would rather that than watch another year of everyone snaking their dicks off. Because one guy on phase is doing it and you have to counter him. <sighs> so stick to your damn guns, players. I don't want to watch another year of snaking Call of Duty. Slide canceling is bad enough. But yeah, season starts next week. So that's fun. Season starts next Friday. What, what are we looking at? Any any interesting matches? Let's see, Call of Duty League. Um How did Seriously? How did Let's, let's check the dice. This one have updated. This one have an updated roster. Oh yeah, th this god awful mess from the from the Legion with the AI. They couldn't even bother to get actual headshots of their players wearing jerseys, so it's all AI generated. I, I don't think Carolina's gonna be all that good either. Um. Call of Duty League. Uh, we still don't know where matches are going to be streamed this year. They they still have they still have yet to announce that. Uh, any any interesting matchups in in week one? I mean, the two new teams uh, next Saturday. That's that's worth something. Um, ooh, thieves in face. <laughs> Second to last game of the day on Sunday. But uh, we'll we'll get. Okay, there's a couple here that are actually that are actually semi interesting. We'll we'll get into uh, the nitty gritty of them next week when it is more relevant, because uh, these games don't start till uh, three in the afternoon in a week. <laughs> actually, over a week, because this episode is actually coming out as soon as I'm done recording it. Like eight days, eight days until the uh, the CDL season starts. Uh, Snaking is GA. Like I said, stick to your damn guns, players. Uh, do not let it come back. And for the love of God, Stan, sell LAG to Space Station. They will do much better with it. And you can and you can get the one thing you actually care about. Money. So yeah, that's what I got uh for the COD League. Uh, next, uh switching gears back to sports. Uh we're gonna talk some college basketball and then uh wrap up the show. It's coming up next. You're on the mashup. All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up with some college basketball. It has been a wild week with uh, the ACC SEC challenge. Um, media darling Miami got their shit rocked by Kentucky, which um, 
unfortunately is good for is actually better for Kentucky than it is for Miami. Because uh, everyone's going to assume this was just a good Kentucky win instead of Miami being painfully overrated. Uh, which I, I think I think might be the case this year. Unfortunately, I, I still... And I still, I still don't like Kentucky. I still don't expect them to do much, but you know they're they're better than Miami. Like that's just a fact. Uh, Clemson did get the win over Bama, which uh, is impressive. Now that Bama is actually good at basketball, which again, it, it's been a couple of years of them being good at basketball. It's still really weird. I'm used to them being. Like, below average. Give, give, it, a, give it a couple of years. Uh, Nate Oates is going to go pack it for a school that actually gives, gives a shit about basketball. Like, when, uh, when Bill Self retires, he's top of my list to go to Kansas. But Wednesday night was actually the really wild one, because somehow Nova has once again... Not won a big five game? I don't know what the hell is going on with Villanova, but, like, during the Jay Wright era, they did not lose big five games. They dominated the big five every single year. And for those who are not from this particular part of the country, the big five is not a conference. It refers to the five Division I schools in Philadelphia. So Villanova, St. Joe's, LaSalle, uh, Penn, and Temple. It, it refers it refers to those five schools, and uh, two loss Villanova six and two Villanova. Their two losses have come to Big Five schools. They normally beat the brakes off of. They lost to Penn and they lost to Saint Joe's, <laughs> which again should not happen. Like I, I know they're they're going through some growing pains after with uh with the aftermath of Jay Wright's retirement. No, no one wants to be the guy to follow the guy that Jay Wright was. But some of these ACC SEC challenge games, uh, Virginia got a very good win over over A and M, uh, and <laughs> and that that's hilarious to me because Buzz Williams used before he took the job at A and M was. The, was the coach at Virginia Tech. And uh, he is once again losing at John Paul Jones Arena. <laughs> like, Buzz Williams just, just can't win at JPJ. This other one, Tennessee, getting their incredibly impressive defense, just absolutely obliterated by North Carolina at the, uh, at the Dean Dome. Uh, in in a in a game that went, I'm sure this game went well over the total. Yeah, the 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 closing odds was 145 and a half. This game ended at 192. So yeah, this game went way over. And uh, Tennessee's incredible defense, who you know gave up an opposing average of 61 and a half points. For an entire game, uh, coming into uh, that game against North Carolina, gave up sixty-one points in the first half. 
They were down 61-39, so to only lose by eight is pretty impressive for for the volunteers, especially playing at the Dean Dome. But obviously, like the the biggest game of last night was uh was Duke versus uh Arkansas, where the Razorbacks got a massive win over over the Duke Blue Devils on the Blue Devils' first trip to the Bud Walton Arena. And I was I was watching that game. I was getting nervous because I thought Duke was going to come back and win. Like, Arkansas was up 14 at multiple points. And it just... They, they just almost let it slip away. And I know some people were saying, oh, why, why are you storming the court? You went, you went to the Elite Eight a year ago. And, um, well, they're unranked. It was the first time Duke ever played there. They defeated a top 10 team. Like, they're gonna, they're probably gonna be ranked for the rest of the year once they kind of get their shit together. And get, uh, Martin back. Get Trivion Martin back. They're probably one of their best players. Like, they're gonna be ranked for most of the year. So, so let them enjoy this one. And, like, that was a big win. It's the first time you ever get a home game against Duke and you beat them. Yeah, let, let them enjoy that. They, I, I think that one was deserved. And Eric Musselman continues to be my favorite coach, not named Richie McKay. And speaking of Richie McKay, like, I, I, gotta, I gotta gush about him for a second because this man has just been so good for eight years that we forget how good we have it, Liberty fans. Like, we're undefeated. If if they get the win against Florida Atlantic tonight, they'll probably be ranked come next week. They got a game against Alabama coming up, which is winnable. It's not, it's going to be tough, but they can absolutely win that game. It's not out of the realm of possibility to go on the road and beat the Alabama Crimson Tide with this team as they are currently constructed. So, yeah, like, I know football's gotten a lot of love this year, but I, as a Liberty fan, want to uh, give some love to Richie McKay and the basketball team for uh, just continuing to do what they do and, uh, you know, showing you can play pack line defense and still have a good offense. Because they also have, much like the football team, they also have one of the best offenses in the country. Which is insane because everyone associates pack line with how Virginia plays it. Which does not allow for really fast-paced offense. But somehow, Liberty has managed to do and I love it. And I can't, I'm probably, it is not completely locked in yet, but I am probably going down for a game in January and I cannot, I, I have not seen the basketball team play in person since 2019. And I really want to fix that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, go flames. Uh, Give us give us a little teaser and uh, kick the crap out of FAU tonight. And uh, for tomorrow, 
go Flames, uh, go SMU Mustangs, and uh, let chaos reign. Uh, that's what I got for the show this week. Hope you all enjoyed. Hope you all enjoy your weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, peace.